Have a few minutes? You won't believe what you can do with it. Open a Regions checking account online in as little as five minutes. Then enjoy award-winning service and banking tools and tech that help you live in the moment. Learn more at regions.com slash live in the moment. Regions Bank, member FDIC. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is presented by Regents Bank. Brave the beginning. Member FDIC. And greetings and salutations, everybody. It is your slightly annoying host, Stephen Julian. Welcome to another fantastic edition of Gwinnett Business Radio here on Business Radio X. By my side is my safety my co-host, it is Harper LaBelle. Greetings, Harper. I wasn't a safety. I, I never played that position. I was more of an offensive guy, so you're my tight safety. end, lineman. You're my safety. Receiver, quarterback at one point or another. You're one, my quarterback. Yeah. You're the quarterback of this show. Well, no, you're the QB of the show. I'm the guy that uh, bring, the, I'm the ball boy that brings the ball in and puts it down and lets you, you're, lets you, you are, throw it all you over the place. You are my line of support. Apparently, you and I need to go to counseling after this show, so let's get into the show. And uh, and we have fantastic guests who are really the star running backs and, and wide receivers of the show. Correct? Yeah, they're going to be amazing. We're going to learn a lot today. Yep. It's not going to take much for me to learn anything, but I think we're really going to get a lot of facts and figures and uh, some things that are fantastic. We are excited to have Jessica Holden and Debbie Johnson from the Gwinnett County Public Schools, both the science and the math department. They are the directors of the science fair. Before we get to them, Harper, I want you to remind everybody uh, about our fantastic studio sponsor. Yeah, they're... Our guests today, they're probably not as emotionally involved. They need facts, figures. They need, you know, science behind it. So when you say love is what makes a Subaru of Subaru, they're probably saying a positive ionic experience is a little bit better. You can enjoy the big savings and hassle-free experience of Subaru of Gwinnett. It's where people sell cars. You can visit SubaruofGwinnett.com and join their family today. You can see the 2023s that are on lot. 2022s are still available. You can get a great deal on that. Or maybe even a previously enjoyed Subaru or other vehicle. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com. You can go online. You can go in person or use that thing that you have in your purse or pocket all the time. It's called a cell phone. You can call and get more information. Fantastic. Well, let's have a positive ionic experience with our with our guests in the inter- as we talk to them. Again, Jessica Holden, uh, Debbie Johnson, with they are the directors of the science fair. Uh, Jessica is with the science department. Debbie is with the math department. Sometimes they're competing, but today they're sitting together at the table to talk about the uh, science fair. Ladies, welcome to the studio. Thank you so much for having us today. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, thank you. So uh, I'm going to let both of you decide how you're going to start off uh, by just telling us about the Gwinnett County Public Schools Science Fair. Tell us about it. Uh, when is it this year? How, how long has it been going on? Where is it held? Just, just give everybody a nice summary of the science fair. Well, it is our favorite thing to talk about, so thank you so much for that. It is in its 45th year. We've had 45 years of Gwinnett Regional Science Fairs here locally, which is a great celebration. This year it's going to be February 24th at the Gas South District Convention Center, and we can't wait. Uh, we're an international affiliated science fair, so we are the most competitive in the world, uh, one of the biggest in the world, and we're so excited to see what our kids do back in person Jessica, you know, COVID. You, you don't look a day over 45 come on you're 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 in your mid-20s aren't you i, I appreciate that <laughs> uh, 
uh, it, in, it's in been some around planets. a while. So, and how long have you been involved with the experience itself? And and when did you get started? Yeah, uh, both both Debbie and I have been involved in various roles with the science fair since about 2014. Um, it's had several great directors and a great history over time. Uh, but we've been there almost a decade uh, working with the fair, so it's it's really exciting. We've seen it grow, uh, go through COVID, which was a little bit of a, a challenge uh, where we had to do some things digital. But this year we're back in person, and we couldn't be more excited. Debbie, let me ask you, for someone who's never been to the science fair, can you paint a picture of what someone would experience when they walk into the convention center? What are Give us a, an idea of the spectrum and what specifically they would see. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a really um, energizing experience when you walk in. So what you're going to notice is when you enter the Gas South District, we have kind of two different things happening at the same time. So our students have an expo center where they're setting up their projects. The energy is high. They're getting ready, um, really ready and anxious for the judges that are going to come and talk to them about their projects. What's exciting about this is they're going to get to talk to professionals, STEM professionals that really have an expertise in what they've been studying at their schools. Now, outside of that, we also have different um, breakouts that are happening at the same time. So while some students are in the Expo Center getting ready to be judged, there's others that get to meet with professionals and really do interactive sessions and breakouts with our STEM community as well. And so the energy is high. They are um, moving constantly. We have about a thousand people between the students that are there, the judges that are there, and then all of our CNI family, which is our curriculum and instruction family that helps volunteer for is the Is there day. loud thumping music? Because Stephen really likes that when he's uh, getting energized no that's what you like i like food you you like the loud thumping music i got it wrong already but that's okay so we actually let's let's let them we will have a little bit of that in this year in particular we're taking um a play off of team gcps so we really consider this for our students their big um sporting event in in the science world so it's exciting for them so we've actually got a drum line coming we're gonna have some energy as they enter from our schools we're partnering with shiloh high school and they're going to be there to invite and create that energy as everyone walks in is this a high school only event at at this particular or this is elementary middle school high school or all this is one of the only k-12 regional fairs that exist now the elementary competition is a little different Uh, my great partner Kristen luthy she's not here with us today but she supports the elementary side really exciting opportunity for kids to more so showcase their thinking around local problems that our businesses have provided there's not an official affiliated competition for students that young but our middle schools and high schools are competing for spots at the state fair and our high schools at the international fair so it is a really robust k-12 event but really competitive for the 612 kids it's kids in middle and high school. So uh, our studio is Business Radio X. This is Gwinnett Business Radio. I assume something like this, as great as the teachers uh, that are involved in it and you guys leading it uh, do a fantastic job, I would imagine there's some interaction with the business community. February 24th this year, uh, but in future years, if, if it's too late to get involved now, what are some of the ways that businesses are currently involved and can continue to be involved or start being involved for those listening who go, yeah, I want to get involved in helping the, uh, the science fair? Absolutely. There's there's different levels, and I'll let Debbie talk a little more about the judging component, but really thinking about any year, since this is an annual event, we really rely on sponsors uh, to help us run the event. We are a school system, and we happen to run what I'll call one of the biggest science big games or Super Bowls of science out there, so we really do need our community in terms of sponsorship for the event and expertise when it comes to the breakout sessions that Debbie talked about. We've had folks from uh, various businesses all around, but I'm going to plug a few of our, our great sponsors, uh, PCOM Georgia 
Georgia is our presenting sponsor. Uh, they've really supported um, from the academic side, Jackson EMC. Um, we've got Amazon this year. We've got Bowringer Ingelheim. Um, a lot of science and STEM, but a lot of also just community business partners come together and want to be a part of this great event for, for students. Um, so in terms of you know sponsorship levels, there's scholarships, there's different opportunities uh, for folks uh, thinking any year, but right now our biggest need really is judges. Yes, so it's not too late for judging. So we still are looking for judges. We're hoping to expand our judge uh, pool right now as we are thinking through what those next steps are. Um, we can have anyone sign up at any time. So we actually have a website and it is year round. It's called GwinnettScienceFair.com and uh, any judge can come to sign up to be part of the fair, whether it is this year or if they're not available for this year, it's an annual event. So they can sign up at any time throughout the year and we um, welcome them to come and join us. Is there a quiz or a test they have to take to show any kind of uh, competency in science and math to judge? Well, we do look for some expertise um, okay. when it's coming to it. There's 21 Dang different it. projects. Uh, you'd be, be the corruptest judge. All I'd have to do is bring you a donut. You go, <laughs> yeah, you're going to win. Um, Maybe two least, donuts, but yeah. at least I'm going away with a, a yeah. ribbon. You know, yeah. Yeah, and if they, and if they gave you a CD, then you, you know, then you. It has to have thumping music, though. Uh, thumping music. Yeah. You mentioned the, uh, the the business aspect of it, Jessica. I would imagine a lot of businesses would would love recruiting some of these really smart bright kids that have original ideas and help businesses to grow in the local area and colleges right i'm sure there are a lot of different universities that say i would really like you to come and study with us tell us a little bit about that experience yeah absolutely i mean thinking about some of our most recent projects even we've had different judges walk away and say that they want to follow up with this kid because their idea is going to revolutionize whatever field they're in um it's just really an exciting opportunity it, it kind of strikes it, a nerve with what the business is doing anyways yes, does that make sense it okay, does yeah. it does and we've actually had some formal competitions um, within the fair there's of course the place awards but then there's some special awards that our judges go out and they're seeking from especially our high school kids who are 18 and about to enter college or career they're looking for what are these kids doing and how can they help so we've had um, a award series called innovation in action where our businesses can say we want to learn more about this project and they bring the project in and they've had the project pitch their idea like a product to them kind of a, a shark tank or a, an innovation uh, expo hmm. where they really learn a little bit more and we've had some of our projects be able to get some funding and some support from the community to actually try to step their way towards making it a product, whether it's something, you know, with machine learning or it's a uh, it's a prototype uh, for a biomedical device. We've had some really good projects out there uh, that our communities wanted to say, we want to learn more from you, but we want to help you make your product mm. possibly something that can go to market. So I I'm going to ask this question, uh, you know, when off air we were talking, I think people have an image of the science fair this science fair has been around for 45 years is one of the best in the country and i think people have this image from tv or movies uh and and we were half joking about it well actually 100 percent joking i believe harper mentioned the mentos and the coke you know is is the level you think i was thinking of baking soda volcanoes and and uh you know the solar system suspended for i think that everybody's got those kind of pictures but you mentioned a couple things so i, I want to ask you guys as the directors of the science fair maybe give us a couple of examples from the last few years of things that people wouldn't expect from a science fair that that was either just way out of the box or thinking on a different level or just wait high school students middle school students did that give you guys each share a couple of examples that are near and dear to your heart 
Yeah, it's amazing. You know, with kids walking around with cell phones now, they've got a device in their pocket at any time. So we're seeing a lot of apps and things that kids develop that could really be very simple um, devices or solutions to problems. So a few years ago, we had a project that went all the way to the International Fair. Uh, student, just amazing job, really programmed an app that um, used machine learning algorithms to detect when a seizure was gonna occur in a mammal. He used dogs as his uh, focus because it's a little harder to research on humans, but worked closely with uh, some university professors, uh, some vets uh, to make sure that it was done correctly, but really tried to predict um, different neurological activity and seizures in dogs. I mean, just amazing. Um, we've, you know, this year, this past year, a student from Peachtree Ridge High School um, was able to work closely again with uh, some university folks in the medical setting, looking at scans and being able to identify um, early precursors of Alzheimer's and different neurological disorders in ways that were so unique that we're currently not doing in the radiological field. So these are things that that, that kids are doing, um, but I think, you know, that's kind of the high end of thinking about our high school. Um, there's some fun projects too. Debbie, do you want to kind of share a little bit about some, some of the fun things that we see kids do? Well, I think what I was thinking about coming from the math field, um, sometimes I don't think as much about what does a science fair project look like. And what's, oh, what's she's surprised right me? I don't even think about She starts quoting guys. multiplication tables. I'm going to shut her down. But yeah. go ahead. No, go I appreciate seeing you the go. math in the projects. But what we're really noticing is the students are really bringing to life things that are relevant to them. And then they're using science and that lens of science to answer it. So we're seeing a lot of applications. I've been amazed at the different apps that the students are able to so quickly create and they're solving a problem that's relevant and meaningful to them and so sometimes in our middle school world it's it's a smaller scale but what's been interesting is we have a few of them that actually expand into high school and take that same project for multiple years and so by the time they get to high school it is something that really is ready to go out to be a product base um, but they start where it's more just what's something that's meaningful to me as a middle school student let me ask this question too um, and again just a little bit more outside the box you I heard you mention in one of the answers earlier about you know introducing themselves whether it's to corporations or to colleges i'm thinking also specifically of the science fair and as it applies maybe to the trades i think sometimes the trades uh which by the way is is making a vast resurgence simply because there's such a shortage of people willing to do that kind of work but there is such an opportunity in the trades. Have you guys been able to see some projects that, you know, apps are great and, and holy cow, recognizing Alzheimer's, I mean, fantastic. But there's also a, a space in science and math for, I'm gonna, I may not, maybe a four year degree isn't the best route for me, or maybe I can get a trade skill first. Have you guys been able to see some of that through some of the projects in, in years past? Absolutely. I think we have a really great relationship with our CTAE department. Um, they serve on our advisory board and we have... For those who don't yes. know the acronyms <laughs> of know, the educational know, yeah. system, Career CTA. and Technical Academies Education um, are our folks who do great work over there. Um, and they have pathways for our high school kids to develop uh, learning and then even get some certifications before they leave high school, which is phenomenal. And so we've really tried to tap into, especially um, the engineering, the healthcare sciences, those pathways for kids who may be going on to college, but they may be going directly into a, a certified nursing assistant role or going into uh, an electrical field, an electrical engineering field. Um, so we've really tried to build those partnerships and really help our schools see the opportunity for all those projects. Because I think, you know, we all have that vision, like you said, of, you know, what a dusty 
uh, either library or gym science fair with big poster boards and kids doing theoretical research or, or volcanoes or mentos. Um, but really, we've had some really great applicable projects. So whether it's an engineering prototype or we had a, a one young lady who was interested in fashion design, and she actually developed um, a fashionable um, knee and elbow cover that she could wear during her soccer games that had the right level of protection and friction with the type of turf we have on our fields here in Gwinnett. Um, just a different style science project, not an app, not an engineering project, but she loved fashion and she wanted to wear something that looked good and kept her elbows and knees from peeing skinned. And she did a bunch of research on textiles and, and clothing and what currently makes up a lot of these uh, products that you know you could buy at the sporting goods store. And she thought she could do better and she did. And, and the judges were just wowed by her passion. That's really fantastic. Great. That's fantastic. So, so we've gone from apps and AI and machine learning to yeah, I want this to look good, but I want to keep my elbows and knees from getting all skinned up on the artificial turf. I would imagine that probably even as early as the K two, three, four level. Um, one of the things that I, I do daydream a lot, but while you were talking about that, how kids can help find problems that kids go through that an adult can't. Do you, you see a lot of that as well, where, where they solve their own problems in a way that's very unique, and, and they get rewarded for it, don't they? Absolutely. Um, even thinking, you know, young, uh, like you mentioned, our elementary kiddos, one of the problems that they're approaching this year is how can they express their emotions or feelings not using words. So using circuits or light or something that they can program and code to kind of indicate, hey, I'm feeling kind of happy today or I'm feeling a little bit, you know, maybe a little bit off today. Wait, aren't emojis support? supposed to be doing that for us? Are there <laughs> enough <too>. emojis? <laughs> we could do an emoji project. I think that's probably Sorry, getting sidetracked. That's why they were have emojis, right? But I think you bring up a good point because another category that we often have, and we need a lot of expertise from folks out in the business world, out in, out in the academic world, is behavioral sciences. Uh, behavioral sciences, we have some kids who enter the science fair, and they're, they're maybe a little bit more that humanities kid, or they're interested in, you know, we've had kids look at, um, you know, people's attitudes towards um, colors in different brands and marketing, or um, different uh, historical looks at, um, you know, attitudes towards, um, recycling over time but it's really not about the science itself but more about the people and then what that tells us in terms of the science and what we can do as a community to better support the things we know that we need to be doing based on people's attitudes the how do students get to this event are there events held at every school and then winners are chosen from those schools is that is that what we're looking at here Yes, we invite all of our schools in Gwinnett County proper. Um, we are a, a regional fair of all schools, both Gwinnett County Public Schools and any other private or charter entities uh, in the county. And so we do a big kickoff in the fall. We introduce a science fair, websites up and running. Anybody can affiliate with us. And then our local schools put on a science fair of, of the, the scope and proportion uh, and how they want to do it at their school. And there's a lot of great local flavor. I was actually over at Seconder High School this past week, and they were doing a cluster-wide fair where they had the high school kids up on the third floor and they had the middle school kids on the next floor and y'all it was a thousand people of buzzing science excitement there was mm -hmm. a kiddo who programmed his own uh, pacemaker and he hands you the phone and he says you can turn it on now and he's got this heart model with water bottles and tubes and it's just just this whole model of a pacemaker running um, a kid with a uh, food delivery robot that he created the robot itself um, and just you know had the data on how it keeps the food warmer than DoorDash does it was just really kind of a, a neat thing um, to see uh, what the kids were putting together. But our, our schools do that, and then they send on their winners to us. 
Uh, and it's just an, an exciting thing. And, you know, I, I do want to also mention, shout out to our schools. They do a great job of helping all kids see themselves in STEM. Um, mm-hmm. I know that we've all probably had moments where we've seen ourselves or not in, in different aspects of a career field or a classroom. Our schools do a really great job of helping all kids see themselves in science fair. And so um, kids have the opportunity to do this, um, you know, based on their interest and based on, um, you know, just their, their want to do it and not just because they're in this class or this program. Uh, it's really a great thing. Let's go back to kind of judging and and business involvement and leader involvement, uh, apart from the school's involvement and the students' involvement. What are some of the ideal takeaways you guys are hoping for? I'm assuming there are judges that do this year after year after year after year. So the first takeaway is, hey, we'd love for you to have such a good time that you want to come back and do it again. But beyond just judging, I would imagine there's opportunities for relationship building. Talk a little bit about the takeaways for the businesses that get involved. Yeah, so we're really looking at this as an opportunity for our students to learn from the judges, but it also be something that's beneficial for the judges the long term. We are seeking to really have homegrown STEM professionals. And our goal is that this is that first spot where the students can see themselves in these potential judges and those future careers, knowing that it's a local Um, It's a local pathway. So I see that I had this judge, I had this interaction, we talked about material science together. That's my passion project. He's given me all of this feedback, but I also get to learn a little bit about that judge, about what his career is, and it really starts to give the students an opportunity to see themselves in these adults and, and essentially say, how can I come back? How could I come back to Gwinnett and do that? We have heard so many students afterwards when we talk about the judging experience, they give specific moments. I met this doctor from this this particular space and they gave me feedback around this and I'm gonna go back and take that and I'm gonna make my project better. And, and so it's a really cool opportunity to not only just give to the community, but these students are seeing themselves then in these potential careers and in the homegrown uh, feel for it. So there's really a big opportunity there. Absolutely. And as far as the, as far as the participation, you talked about the obviously the judges go around you also talked about the breakout Mm -hmm. so if if someone is a judge i I guess talk a little bit more about those breakouts how do you uh staff them what what are is it just kind of one-on-ones or are they bringing are judges bringing presentations just just help me understand that a little bit better Yeah, so there's almost two elements. So we have our half for the actual judges that are uh, boots on the ground in the expo that are talking to the students about their projects. Um, And this year, they're actually going to be in a panel style. So they'll work with a few other judges. So they'll have that expertise and ability to network with each other. For our breakouts, we tend to um, ask and seek for our sponsors to help with that. So it's still an opportunity, if interested, to um, be part of the breakout sessions as a sponsor. And basically what you'll do is you have about 30 minutes with students to um, really engage and interact with the students. We've had times where they're out there um, doing things with a STEM truck. We've had where they're actually pretending um, and trying to manipulate and um, do CPR and learn some of the health science aspects with PCOM Georgia. So there's different interactive pieces. It's not just to sit and listen, but it's really tell the story, talk about your field, talk about um, how what they're doing in their classrooms right now can transfer to those those different worlds. What are some of the differences between the math side and then the science side? You know, you've got the Mentos and the Coca-Cola, which we will continue to go back to. But h- how is that specifically different than what you're looking for on the mathematical side? Yeah, so I believe that in every good STEM project is math. Mm-hmm. So really what we're looking for is how can, the, how can the math bring to life the project itself? So if we are to engage in any type of an experiment, any type of a project, 
project, they really have to have some data behind it. They have to have the statistics. They have to really be able to speak towards what the numbers are telling and then how they can make that educated decision from it. So a lot of times you might not see it as the math category, although we do have a math category. Um, but it, 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 it's, Forgive it, me for mm -hmm. interrupting, but it, would that be also like the debate teams that you would have and solve the problem for X and... Uh, different things like that. Is there a competition that's involved with that? Would one school or one uh, a child go against another? So we do have that, but that's that's a kind of an external um, event that okay. we have when when that happens. Within this, though, there's an actual category where students can just really do some deep dive into mathematics to answer a problem. Um, but usually, what we'll see is in whatever their project is, there's some math behind it. Mm -hmm. So as we think about even some of those biggest projects, if you were to walk up to their board you're gonna see a plethora of data and we're gonna see different tables and different graphs that tell the story. And that's really how they're able to dig in with the judges in explaining what they found. Uh, that's what I was, uh, mm -hmm. my follow-up was being able to answer some of those tough questions resolved around the data that you're finding. Yes, right? absolutely. And I would imagine there's some nerves that go with that. Some kids may not be as able to speak uh, freely and without pause or nervous hesitations so I guess they also would learn your ability to explain what you know mm -hmm. is really critical in terms of how you advance it like you're both nodding like yeah we want to teach these kids how to be able to go against somebody who's older or more experienced and be able to be calm and confident and get to the next level really yeah absolutely our goal is for in the just in the classroom in the daily basis we're teaching our students those competencies competencies how can we speak towards the math and science that we see and how we can use it to answer a problem so we're really looking at their ability to communicate effectively that's a huge piece to this mm. um, because we can know all the math in the world we can know all the science in the world but if we cannot articulate what's happening to others, then we still miss the mark. And so really our goal is we're starting in the classrooms and that's why you're seeing a smile because that's a lot of the work that we're trying to do within our school system um, to really help uh, nurture that, that skill and competency. But the art is when we're at the fair, those students really being able to bring it to life as they speak about their project. And it's interesting, um, you talk about nerves. Uh, the kids get nervous, and we're actually doing some things this year um, with that big game kind of sports theme. We're going to have some science teachers, some really great folks in our district, help coaching the kids up and making them feel comfortable. Because it's first year we're back in person since 2020, and so when they get there, they're going to get a little coaching up and a little comfort before they get in front of that judge. But our judges sometimes, I know, um, might be hesitant about what does this look like? What does this feel like? How do I do this right? Um, if you haven't interacted with kids in, in a while, or if even if you do it every year. So we do some training for our judges and help them feel that support too. So they don't just come in cold and, and have to try to make it up on the fly. There's a lot of good structures. So we have some great uh, folks on our team that do some um, Zooms or some video uh, uh, supports that go out to our judges as they sign up. Uh, if they want to get that little advanced support, but then the morning of we train our judges really how to interact with our students um, because some of our folks who come and judge maybe haven't interacted with an 11 year old in a few, few years. And so it kind of helps them uh, find that common ground and, and have some supports, but certainly be able to lend their expertise and use that in the judging process. Harper, uh, former NFL player as yourself, you could probably be available to give a nice hype speech, get them, get them all you know, revved up, ready to take on the the. the you fair. wouldn't want a WWE wrestler? Well, I you could know? do the pro. Let me tell you yeah, something, yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, you want that? Do, yeah, so you yeah. and me together be a good team. I'd do the wrestling promo, you know, the, the big overweight wrestler who's, you know, uh, in the ring well past his prime yeah and then the the still the still fit and active and you know 
just leader. You're 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 reaching. Right? I'm reaching. Okay, you're so reaching. let me do this. So speaking of winning, speaking beat of beat the man. Oh, you gotta beat the man. Woo! I'm so inspired right now. Okay, <laughs> I'm ready to go through a wall. That's right. Um, so uh, so all these students who are here have participated on a school level, and they've won. Uh, they, the ladies, won, by the way, didn't appreciate no, they uh, our Ric Flair. Uh, they've, yeah. they've won the honor to be part of this fair. Uh, talk a little bit about the, you know, the winning uh, at this fair and what's the next step after this. I heard you say something about internationals. So talk about the next step. And then also, OK, I didn't necessarily win to go to internationals, but talk a little bit more about some of those other awards. Yeah, absolutely. So I think uh, for a lot of our kids in high school, um, they're shooting for going to the International Science Fair. It's sponsored by Regeneron. This year it happens to be in Dallas, Texas. Uh, so uh, it, it comes with an all-expenses trip from our sponsors out to the International Fair, which is really exciting. So that's kind of the, the grand award, if you will. But we have some other great advancements that they can have. So our state fair is held up at UGA, Go Dogs, uh, up in Athens. Um, and that will be in the spring, about a month after our fair so the top 30 of our high school kids and about the top 16 middle school kids move on to the state fair which offers a lot of other opportunity and awards um, but we don't end just there we are so supported by our community um, and our sponsors that our kids actually walk away often with scholarships our top senior projects uh, can earn up to three thousand dollars in scholarships towards their next steps in college which is great and we even offer some project supports and stem scholarships to our middle school kids to continue their projects because one thing we do know is that um, to have some of the our STEM equipment and the things that kids are doing today, it, it costs some, some money for this technology or these materials for their passion. And so our middle school kids uh, even have an opportunity to earn uh, you know, $500 for a scholarship towards taking their STEM learning to the next level. And again, this is thanks to our, our partners. So um, really a great opportunity. Yeah, and we talked about it earlier. We have 21 categories that students can participate within. And so we also just have the opportunity for them to place in their category. So just having that honor of knowing they made it to the regional fair and still placed first in within that category but we're also finding that a lot of sponsors once they start to realize all of the different categories are finding ways that they want to connect in that scholarship realm and I'll say um, you may have seen even on the Gwinnett Daily Post within the last week or so we've had a student at GSMST her name's Jean Yu she was honored by Regeneron um, from her work last fair so almost a full year ago the project she entered is still getting awarded at the national level she reached the top 300 for the Regeneron talent search which is like a huge competition that's been around since the 1940s um, and so she earned a $2,000 scholarship she earned $2,000 for GSMST so there is there's a uh, we want our students to again feel as supported as kids do on Friday night out at the football field or soccer field or basketball court and so there's a lot of opportunity for scholarships and recognition because uh, our kids are amazing if it's too late to get involved this year is it maybe for the seniors but for everybody else is it too early to get started for next year or to visit with the teacher or a you're talking uh, to two advisor? teachers. It's never too early. No. Never too early. Yeah, we like it early when, when we're in education. That's a loaded question. Uh, uh, yeah. So how would a kid go about uh, getting involved if they're not involved right now, but they've got an interesting idea that's a little bit more than just a Mentos and a, and a two-liter <laughs> bottle of Coca-Cola? Yes. You know, it's never too early. Um, in terms of, like, officially starting the project, you know, there's sort of a season for it, which would begin right after the regional fair. But we, we encourage kids to do right now is start to ideate, start to think about and put on paper, sketch out what it is that you think 
think you have a solution for or what project you'd like to pursue. Sometimes our kids have ideas, but it also helps to see what's out there. And so we encourage our kids to engage on social media or on websites to check out what others are doing. And there's a great governing body for the International Science Fair, which is the Society for Science. And they have a lot of great things either on their social media or their web pages of projects that have won in the past or those categories that Debbie mentioned. So the kids can figure out, hey, I kind of have a passion for this, but where does it go? And so you all have me thinking, we had a project a couple of years ago of a, of a middle school kid who actually did a mathematics project based on fantasy football scores and how to best approach your fantasy football team. Ooh. And he wound up winning and going to state. Uh, and this was a couple of years ago. So sometimes your passions can can meet with science and math. And you can, can really I get a copy of the pro- results of his project, please? <laughs> I think he's yeah. probably selling them now. It seems yeah. like it was pretty successful. He's got a website I'm sure you can get a subscription to. But uh, Oh, subscription. Yeah. <laughs> so Jessica said, write out your goals. Make goals. Write them out. That's elementary 101, isn't it? Right? Yep. Just, hey, let's see what we do. And that elementary lasts all our life, right? I, I mean, that it, it's good to write out the goal. I mean, that's a lesson you learn. Well, you've in told me how school. elementary I am when I think all the time. You always let you me know. You call me that. worse than that. So, But, you know, that's off, that's, that's off the air. Uh, we're speaking with Jessica Holden uh, and uh, Debbie Johnson. Jessica with the Science Department of Gwinnett County Public Schools and Debbie with the Math Department of Gwinnett County Public Schools. Both are overseeing. The, they're the directors of the Gwinnett County Science Fair. And here's what I was going to ask is kind of my last question, because we've talked about this fair, which is taking place February 24th this year uh, at the Gas South Convention Center. Uh, I assume it, it is at the convention center every year from here on out for the foreseeable future. Uh, and it is an annual event, people, and you guys are going to give the website and contact information. But here's and we've talked about businesses getting involved. There's still a need for judges. So go through that process, become a judge and really interact with students and help them. I want to take it back down to the local level. If I'm a business owner listening to this and I'm not Regeneron and I'm not Amazon and I'm not a a big Fortune 500 company, I'm just a local business owner with a very small staff or it's just me and I'm a solo practitioner. There's got to be ways for them to interact with their local school campuses. Talk a little bit about that and getting involved in math and science or any other way they want to get involved. What, What should people do? Absolutely. It's a great question. Our schools do a really great job of, um, of really developing their local school council and really bringing in their own business partners that are sometimes very hyper local to where the school is. They're right down the street or they're right across the street. Um, you know, we're right here down by McClure Health Science High School. Um, we know that they have partners that they could, you know, throw a rock and, and reach the, the different businesses that they're interacting with to get in the building on a daily basis with their kids. Um, when it comes to, you know, just schools in general, I would encourage businesses to, you know, check out the, the website. Start with the website of the schools that are in your area, the school you drive by on the way to work. Um, check out who the principal is. You know, Feel free to reach out to that principal. Give them a call or give them an email. If they have something on their website about their business council or their, their community councils or different ways to get involved, often there may even be a form or something that they have more structured, um, I would check that out. But start to make those, those connections, make those relationships. Um, our principals do a great job of reaching out and connecting with the community. What we can say is that schools are always looking for more partnerships. So never assume that they don't want that help. They would be eager and willing and open arms to join that partnership. So feeling free to just reach out to some of those schools that might be um, local to you within the area. And that's a great spot to begin. And if science fair is your passion, we know that the coordinators that are local at the school, which is really where the, the boots on the ground work begins with those teacher leaders, would be more than happy to have some mentorship that happens at the beginning part of the project for students before they come to the fair Mm. and then of course all are welcome no matter small or large for your business we would love to have everyone at the regional fair as a judge 
I've learned a lot. Yeah. It's almost like we've been interviewing two teachers. It's amazing. (laughs) And they had told me to set goals. Uh, How would uh, people find out more about... What well, Jessica and Debbie uh, uh, have to offer and get in if, touch. Do I you wonder have, if you have they any have idea the, how you should. Well, do I that? don't have the answer key, but I, again, we have two teachers. I bet one of them knows the answer of how people can get involved. We've got a great resource for that. It's called GwinnettScienceFair.com, and we have some great uh, resources there, just so you can even see what this event looks like, because it's just it's just really fun. I just have to say, it's a bucket filler for us and for the community. Um, it's exciting and it's a great event. So check it out. You can see a video of what it looks like. Uh, GwinnettScienceFair.com. Uh, you can navigate to the judging page where you can fill out a, f- a quick form. Let us know again which categories that Debbie mentioned um, that you might be comfortable or have the expertise in judging, and then we hand schedule you with projects that meet your expertise. Um, so it's really a great experience. You're not going to um, come in and, and judge a bunch of random projects. We're really going to leverage you for your expertise. And I don't want to be a I don't want to be Johnny Raincloud over here, but but this is not open to the general public you can't just walk in i mean we we, there's crowd control and all that so if you want to get involved if you want to see it other than the website which i'm sure has great stuff you've got to be a judge that is correct yes yes i think that's a reasonable obstacle to overcome and we, we feed you lunch and we feed oh. you a light breakfast and there's coffee. So there is food. There's, there's bonus on top of there's meeting with the kids. And thumping music. You're I think in. We're, I think you're, we're both you're, there. You're in. I think yeah. we're both there. And, and, and just I'll wrap up with this because I, I, and I appreciate you guys answering the question the way you did. Whether it's reaching out to a local principal, if you have a neighbor who's a teacher, there's something. If it's not mm-hmm. science and math related at the science fair, then it's a career day. It's I, I have a, a friend who teaches middle school who does a you know Shark Tank project type where he's always looking for judges. There is something that you can get involved in. And again, let's be honest, Gwinnett County Public Schools is a giant, vast organization. It might take a little bit of poking and prodding and, and some hoops you got to jump through because of how big the the entity is but there's a lot of well there's a lot of people who care about kids who are looking for some help and if the business community just says what do you need even if it's cleaning up or it's just getting involved you everybody can find a way to get involved so i'd encourage everybody one more time the website for the science fair yes it's www.gwinnettsciencefair.com check it out we'd love to have you as a judge jessica holden with the science department debbie johnson with the math department of gwinnett county public schools and the directors of the science fair thank you guys so much for being here and thank you for not having the the argument on air of which is better math or science (laughs) they interlock and work together right yes they sure do absolutely Absolutely. thank you guys for being here thank you you so much be the man you gotta beat the man Woo! or you gotta come up with a fantastic science project that'll win the gwinnett county science (laughs) yeah i wasn't ready to referee between these two you know (laughs) not at all not at all I want to remind everybody that Gwinnett Business Radio is brought to you by Regions Bank. We all know that keeping your company's financial future on track means having the right resources to support your growth. Regions Commercial Banking offers you lending capabilities and strategic solutions tailored to your needs, and you'll work with a team of experienced bankers here in Gwinnett. Discover steps to take that can help move you closer to your business goals. Regions is here to help. To learn more, visit regions.com forward slash commercial dash banking. Regions Bank. Member... FDIC. Harper, I want to thank you for uh, being my support, being my offensive line today. Couldn't have done it without you. I just know that I need to go get an app. It's not just Mentos. I need to have an app to teach. So there's next level thinking going on right now that I'm 
I'm uh, I'm so far behind. They I did get... their job. They got you to next level thinking. That's a good thing. Yeah. Want to remind everybody that Gwinnett Business Radio is brought to you by BusinessRadioX.com. You can follow us on your favorite podcasting platform or social media platform. Just look for at Gwinnett Radio X. So for our producer, Mike Salmon, and for my trusty co-host, Harper LaBelle, this is Stephen Julian, your slightly annoying host, saying we will catch you next time on Gwinnett Business Radio. <laughs>